When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. I was saying, boo, congratulations on your win, Pendlebury. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Tom. I'm Dusha. I'm Gemma. <laughs> all right, bye, Sean. Uh, Sean's in space. Uh, so in Tom? his absence. Gemma? Yes. How Goods Footy. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Great. <laughs> well, oh, I just realised it's only good for me. Uh, no, I love footy. Oh, uh, well, that, that better is in like I'm in space. Did you see John Dawson? Nah, I know who you did see pretty up close on the weekend. Uh, and despite the result, Joe Danaher was fire. Oh, he was on fire. He was on fire. Um, so yeah, so look, it's the three of us. Um, because Sean, after a slow first half, Brisbane then launched, and Sean went with them. I have been trying to find him, but yeah. I think he went a light year every time <laughs> Mitch Robinson touched the ball and he won best on. And then I think he went another 10 light years after he won the medal. So we'll see you, I guess, in probably never again. <laughs> he's He's been lost to the cosmos. Look, big weekend of footy, not a lot of surprising results, but still... No. Feels like we talked about footy and then the games happened and they like it's been such... I can't even remember... The first game of footy for this round. I can. Uh, Richmond defeated Melbourne by 43 points. Jack Viney is now out for two weeks from that bump from Sydney it's Stack. A good bump. It was though. a very good bump. It was a good bump. Yeah, look, none of the results were unexpected, I don't think. Maybe but, some of the margins. Yeah. Mm. Like, I would have thought, honestly, Melbourne might have actually put up a bit of a fight. Well, the first half they did, and those positional changes that they made early were yeah. super effective. And then as soon as. They had a bit of pressure again. They started fumbling the ball, and then it was all downhill from there. Richmond just started Richmonding, Richmonding them. But again. Tim Smith in was unbelievable. I hope he keeps his spot because he provided like a super aerial contest up forward. I, I think he will keep his spot because there is no one else to replace him. Well, because <laughs> they're all injured. Well, Joel Smith and Mitch Hannon are probably the other two they need in, which are both still out for a while with injury. So those two they're really missing, I think. And then obviously they're defenders, but whatever. They're just playing. They're just Melbourne. But Melksham. No good. Melksham in the midfield was 
such a good move. <laughs> Malksham in the middle. Oh, oh someone, yes. Someone made that joke on Twitter. God damn it. Fuck you, Twitter. You stole our content. <laughs> I'm about to talk about a game that I did not watch and only watched the highlights for. Because you know what I did instead? I went to see Avengers. And I had a much better time, I think, than watching this game. Because yeah. that second quarter looked bleak to watch. You're both looking at me like I should have better information. Did, did you watch the game? <laughs> of course I yeah, watched so you watched, I we watched did every it. game. <laughs> uh, I just want to say Basha Hawley had a lot of touches. Uh, I mostly wanted to highlight that because Basha Hawley is a great name to say. Basha is just... Good player. Basha Hawley. Well, yeah, he had 32 touches. Yeah, has Mr. Beat since coming back. Was he, it wasn't his first week back. I'm pretty yes. sure last week. Was it really? This week was his first week I'm back. I'm pretty sure. I feel like he was back last week against you guys. Oh, I don't know. That was a sad game. <laughs> You've blocked it. It's gone. No, I only blocked it out because, as we discussed, the yeah. Richmond crowds are horrible. I would have gone to this game had it not been for the incident the week before. I wasn't ever going to go to this game. because <laughs> I had a mate who's a Melbourne supporter who turned to me and he's like, I wouldn't go if I hadn't already got tickets. That's bleak. Melbourne needs to lift. He's, he's talking to so a lot of his friends are all Melbourne supporters and they are more... I think hurt and angry than they've ever been in the last six years when they've been terrible because they, they made a prelim hope. last year. And the, yes, he said it's awful because this is the first season we've gone in with hope. And normally, even when they tell us oh, it's going to be better this year, we're like, no, it's not. They bought in. They well, got sucked sh- in. It should be better. But yeah, it's it's been strange. Like even with the injuries they've had, they shouldn't be this bad. Well, the first half on, on Wednesday showed where they should be at. And maybe it's not quite as good as the best teams. It should still be up there. Yeah. And I think that's what the issue is, is that they've shown in patches of games how good they can be and then how easily they're found out. I They're not playing finals. Like, I know people talk about, oh, you can't write them off Sony round six, but the way Melbourne are playing, they do not look like they have someone who's going to be able to, like, lift them into finals. Well, Jake Melksham looked like he could be that guy on the weekend, but then he, even he fell off. Well, he's only – I guess he's, a you know, a bit – play like I don't see them like you look at the teams that they would have to beat to be a yeah. threat in finals they're not going to beat Collingwood Geelong smashed them Richmond ran over the top of them I think then the next six weeks will be really telling because this game last year Melbourne lost by a similar margin and then and then got a roll on I mean people forget that last year Melbourne I don't think beat a side in the top eight till finals no similar to Collingwood yeah yeah so, I mean, you can't – like I mean, 2017 Sydney went 0-6 and six and made finals and smashed you guys in the first final. Like, Oof. Hey, let's leave this in the – the past is in the past for a reason. <laughs> Here I am minding my own business, <laughs> checking levels, making sure everything's going well, producing to the best of my abilities. Then all of a sudden – Bam. Whack. Oh, big whack. Just a Thanks, big old- Gemma. Welcome back to the show. Relevant, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it is pretty relevant. Had so many people requesting me come back on in the past week as well. I well, feel, well I if you're good special. today, maybe you can come back again. We'll see. I don't know. I'm pretty busy. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. I mean, watching every game of football while well, we don't. Every so. game. <laughs> the big one out of this, though, is actually just the other injuries. Um, Rewalt's now out for eight weeks. Eight weeks. Jeez. So they just got him back and they looked a bit more functional again. He's now gone. But can we say that Kane Lambert and Josh Caddy might be the most important players in Richmond's team. Well, have, having recruited Lynch, losing Rewalt doesn't hurt as much because it just means no. they play that old school structure they have. And of- Caddy pinch hitting up there as well is a non-issue then. Um, and I guess the other thing we have to talk about is um, Sydney Stack being fucking great and also having an amazing name. I think the thing is that he just loves footy, so he wants to do really well. Which is hey, the best thing you can be? We can tell. We can sense it. We can. T- <laughs> they are our favourite footballers are the players that you know just love, love footy. footy. So yeah. Sydney Stack. Welcome to How Good's Footy. You've got a great name and uh, you like taking marks. 
taking hangers, bumping people. Great. Good. Next game. <laughs> oh. So this weekend, the result wasn't what I wanted, but I got to see a lot of things that I did want to see. Tom, you were at the game with me. Sean yep. was there as well. And one of the things we saw was Joe Danaher oh. on Anzac Day oh. kicking four goals straight. I just- so. Winding the winding the clock back to when he was fit. <laughs> yeah. The fact it was four goals straight is even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for miss. Joe. Yeah, because if he sprays the first one, he's spraying the next seven. <laughs> but then he'll still kick three. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's insane. And um, he kicked. So there was like some vintage Danaher goals too from like outside 50. And then there was that amazing one in the last quarter where he just, just got around three yeah. people and yeah. just snapped it. It's like, how the fuck can a dude that big – Move like that. Like, that's ridiculous. Bagley also kicked three, which is good. Essendon were fucked after the first quarter. They were playing like the Essendon of old, and by old, I mean the first two rounds of 2019. <laughs> uh, they didn't didn't look like they wanted the ball. No. When they had the ball, they wanted to get rid of it. Uh, gave it a lot to the boys in black and white. Very lucky, too, that Collingwood in that first quarter... Didn't want to kick any goals. Didn't want to kick goals for a real long time. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, the first quarter score was one goal straight accident to four goals, five Collingwood. That game could have been all over. There was a lot of whispers where we were sitting of maybe we were watching the game from the bar at halftime. We were preparing to go to the bar at halftime and to not leave. Uh, but... First 10 minutes of the second quarter, kind of much of the marchness. But then in the second half of the second quarter, Essendon lifted. They did. Led by a man called Dylan Scheel, who has people have gone after in the media, being like, oh, he he, he cost us the game because his disposal efficiency was Ugh. dog shit. He was under pressure, like, with every single possession he had. But if also, he had some teammates that did some stuff more often, then uh, maybe yeah. it wouldn't be his fault. And those teammates rocked up in the second quarter. <laughs> Probably more the second half because there were still passages of play and it was that that thing of like, so remember when like Juddy first got to Carlton or like Ablett when he first got to Gold Coast is that thing where you have a player who's clearly playing well and they're so good that like a player is just like, I'll just give it back to him. It's oh, like, he's Dylan. in a way worse spot than you. You could actually kick it to Stringer out on a lead rather than give it back to Shield who's got three fucking guys on him. You know, I'm glad you brought up Stringer. Look. I like him because he's an Essendon player, but if he played for any other team, I'd probably fucking hate him. I had some nasty things to say about him. I know. The uh, we would look, it was discussed at the game. What I said? Yes. Yeah, okay. Refresh Twitter. Ah, oh, Gemma said some rude things about my boys. <laughs> cool. No, only one. I praise Joe Danaher, and you know that's not like me. Yeah, no. I know, because he wears fucking black and red, and you no, hate I, that. No. <laughs> They're not one of my four. I know they're not one of your four, but I feel like that if your most hated teams was expanded to five, they'd be the first team in. It would not be. It would not be Essendon. Don't worry Mm. about that. Here in Haggard's Footy, we love all teams equally, as we have clearly made clear in episodes. Correct. The there was a big juxtaposition on the ground. An example of a player who works probably in the hardest five percent of any player on a list, and an example of a player who works the least hard of any player on a list. They were on opposite teams, but the one who doesn't work as hard is the one who was getting praised because he does flashy stuff for five minutes. But the impact of the player on the other team that works harder was much more important to the result of the game. I think that Stringer was the only person in our forward line that was doing anything for the first, like... He was the only one leading in that first quarter. Yeah, Definitely the first quarter. As soon as he doesn't have the ball... He gives up. He does not chase. He does not try. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. But also we didn't really, I guess. No, there were moments where he could have stopped 
a Collingwood rebound out of 50 and he chose not to because as soon as it's not something that's going to get him lots of attention, he does not care. To be fair, I did think, and I'm the first to pot stringer because he just looks like a bloke who needs to be potted. It was uh, the 25th Anzac Day game. Yep. It was his 25th birthday. On April 25th. (laughs) And he wears number 25. Yes. There you go, Tom. That's a ma- that's I I forgive him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but there was a he actually as the game wore on. I actually while he was leading up early, I thought his defensive efforts got better because he actually started to make Howe a little bit more accountable in the second half. There were a which lot he of- was not doing early on. He was there was also like- one point where he look maybe he also cost us the game because there was a point where he could have easily set up a goal, but instead he tried to take on three players and. Was to be fair, he did that at another point and it worked. Yes. But what I mean is he didn't cost you the game by not making those tackles. But he could have won us the game. But he could have won of your game. Yeah, that's yes, what I, I get mean. It. And um, it's just in the context of footy right And Josh Corbett, and we'll talk about that when we get to Gold Coast, but he was a good example of what those little efforts that don't get you that much attention yep. can do for your team. And Stringer does not give a fuck about that stuff because it's not about him, it's about the team. I mean, Whereas, I admit, and I just want to say, Brody Mychek is the Collingwood player who works his butt off all the time. He uh, he seems, I've met him, he's a lovely man. I was going to say, he seems lovely, but I have, I have, he's a nice boy. We get it. You fucking work in a football-related job. Sure do, mate. Uh, Surprise masseuse. <laughs> Surprise masseuse? <laughs> just hanging out with all my footy mates. What the fuck are you doing here again? Sorry, Brody. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, speaking of Brody Grundy, that very nice photo of him and Joe Danaher just before they ran to the oh, final. That's, that's what footy the is. The past three years. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's really nice. I they like it a friends. lot. Well, um, they are still friends, presumably. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're hugging, you um, guess they're friends. Can we talk uh, about... Mary played really well. Yep. After a certain point, he lifted. They all, he, Everyone lifted, but the problem is I, I feel like even though the game was so close, the damage had been done. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. Early. When you, you lose would, by four points, but you also concede nine scoring shots to one in the first quarter, yep. you can pretty easily highlight where the issue is. Yep. It took us too long to get going. It wasn't one player that lost it for you, and it also wasn't umpiring that lost it for you. No, umpiring was bad both ways. It was terrible both ways. It was, they, it was, the, it was the weirdest last quarter I've ever seen umpired where you could tell because the game was on a knife edge, neither umpire wanted, wanted, to, call to, anything. wanted to award the free kick that would result in a goal that would put a team in front. But then, then the moment scrutiny. that it got into the middle, there was just fucked free kicks all the time. And then there was like, there was a free kick. Um, was it Bagley? An accident player got a pretty- that, Yeah, that one was- But there was so many blatant free kicks- Before in, that. In accidents attacking 50, like- Moments before where no, you're 100 right. Yeah, yeah, where you were just like, yeah, that one was bullshit. But there was like maybe 18. You yeah, could have there played was like probably that. like four. You could have put, but it, yeah, it was both ways. It was yeah, they were fun. umpiring it both like a finals game, but also not, not. like because they were also trying to be like, oh yeah, the new rules. We've got to make sure that we focus on the new. But then they but also- they didn't focus like the amount of times like so we will we'll, we'll get into it because it is the big elephant was the sort of crowd reaction at the end of the game that could have been diffused. So much earlier is if they had have paid one of those holding the ball free kicks at any point because mm. all of the tension from the crowd would have gone out and able to celebrate that free kick. So then if there is a dubious free kick later, a lot of the tension's already sapped away. So I just – and especially considering – so the, I, I do like the approach of Sean Ryan yeah. coming out and being on radio and being like, those six free kicks would, would have gone the same way again had we called them. We, they, they were the right decisions. However – 
Brisbane Gold Coast game the next on the Saturday. Yeah. There was a passage of play in the last quarter where a Gold Coast player got caught in the exact same like it's almost identical to the same thing that happened to Jordan Stevenson. He did the exact same thing and he was called holding the ball. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah. One of them's holding the ball and one of them's not and I think we all know both of them are holding the ball. But apparently I've seen that apparently there's been a slight change to some rules, specifically the holding the ball one, that the AFL did not share with the public and they've only recently shared it with the media. Well, I, I heard it from Clarkson. Alistair Clarkson was interviewed about it and he said, yeah, no, that, that if it, generally if it comes free in a tackle, they're going to call it play but on. that was changed without telling the public this year. Correct. So a lot of the public are confused as to why these things aren't getting paid. Well, because we, where we were sitting, there were Essendon supporters getting angry. There were Collingwood, Collingwood supporters, supporters getting, getting angry. angry. Like The vibe was weird because no one – it seemed like the type – because we were sitting in general admission and it was packed, but it was like a mixed pack. It wasn't just like yeah. – it seemed like the type of atmosphere that would have been perfect for people just to like turn on each other, but everyone was just like, "What the fuck!" <laughs> like every five seconds, everyone would just be like, "I don't know." Like that one where the two where every player on the ground stopped. Yeah. Oh yeah, that happened. It happened twice. Yeah, yeah. It that's and it happened in another game later on as well. It's there's clearly something going on that needs to be communicated. Now, on the flip side, the high free kick to Scott Pendlebury was absolutely there because they pay those all the time. Mm-hmm. But the Tip and Woody ones, I think, were borderline because he did duck into both of them, and that sounds really like. I think the first one, the first one, up, I don't think did, was ducking. I think he, he was dropped, changing direction. Yeah, and he gets but he low to change the direction knee both times, and the umpires have been really, yeah, a lot more on that stuff recently. Yeah, I think what made it way oh. worse is but that they hadn't paid the more obvious ones before that, and with the Tipper one, for example, they showed a replay of that on the big screen. In an angle that was not good for, yeah. like, yeah. if you're watching on TV and you get multiple angles, you'd be like, eh, exactly, okay, whatever. Yeah. But this was just one angle, and it was from, like, kind of a position where you realize that he did try and duck, but he ducked after, like, yeah. the player's arm was already around him. And, and the, look, the Callum Brownie in the back was there. They pay those every week, too. He was really good. If he could kick straight, he would have been among their best on ground. I think it was, like, a would have been the hero if he had him. a kick straight. <laughs> Um, Bit of a breakout game for him, though. And I mean, I think I think Essendon supporters, and I'm just speaking, having been at the game with you, Dusha, I'm not sure how you feel about this statement I'm about to make about you and your kind. Yeah, but kind. I think if they hadn't, if they had paid the Stevenson free kick, mm-hmm. um, and Essendon had tried to score a goal out of it and still not been able to win from there, yeah. I don't think the reaction after the game would no. have been as severe because they would have been like, "Well, we lost." I think the issue with the response of the crowd is that everyone's saying. And this is coming from someone that watched it on TV. Everyone's saying, oh, it was directed at the umpires, it was directed at the umpires. But the booing got worse when Pendlebury was accepting his medal. And it was like which, the umpires had been off the ground for a really long time at that point. Which was weird because I don't we didn't hear it from where we were. Like we it were still was at the ground. So loud on TV. And it apparently yeah. it wasn't the cheer squad, because apparently if you if the no, cheer no, squad No, it was everyone yeah. in front of him. Because yeah. they showed the crowd and it was Essendon supporters in front of him getting into him. It's weird because that would have been the members. It was mm. so strange. But because here's the thing I will say about this is that it did feel like it was leftover tension from just the results. But also a guy I work with was like, you know what they did though before they announced Pendlebury is that they call Hamish McLaughlin back out and they introduced him by name. He's like, I bet you there are enough dumb idiots oh, in that crowd yeah. who heard McLaughlin and went, it's Gil, let's boo him. He's the guy who ruins footy for everybody. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if they were booing Hamish McLaughlin thinking it was Gill and then just continued to boo through to Pendlebury. But on that, can I just say it is a bit fucking rich that booing is bad is coming from that we have the quote, you shouldn't boo a champion from a club that caused effectively a champion to retire. Right? I'm sitting here in a swan's bikini. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got frustrated the week before when they came out and said that the Gary Ablett stuff was bad. Um, and that didn't seem that b- I was at that game and that didn't seem that bad. They'll booing. But it, they, felt, they've been- it felt like Steve Hawking protecting his Geelong person. It was weird because um, they've been booing him for fucking years. Yeah, but <laughs> also, I got- look, in the defense of booing Gary Ablett, he did something that was very stupid. Correct. And upset a lot of people. 100%. That was totally unrelated to football. Correct. He probably won't get booed again. That was the weekly That was it. Topic. But he didn't get booed this week. No. I yeah. mean, it was a Geelong home game, but still. But even the West Coast supporters, and there was a lot what of What are your supporters him. like when it comes to booing? They're pretty good, I will say. They didn't boo at the Adam Goods return game no. once. Not once. It was, okay. That was the most stressful fucking game as yeah. a supporter. Because when he got his first touch pretty early, and, I've, and everyone, you could just feel everyone in the crowds... Asses clenched. <laughs> Everyone went, just scared. Is anyone going to be a fuckhead? Apparently, there was a very small faction of the crowd that did it, but everyone else cheered. Yep. So it anyway. But I can I just say I hate booing. Full stop. Yeah. No matter yep. what the situation, I think it's fucking stupid. Uh, so no matter who it's at, no matter what it's for, even players that I dislike thoroughly, like your friend. Uh, yeah, my friend. It's so stupid. He's my dad. Just don't – it. like you're a moron. And Taylor Harris had a great tweet after the game saying that booing is just you saying, look at me, I'm a dickhead or something like that. I was like, you're exactly right. The only booing jeering that I I can get behind and I have participated in is the, the set shot. I hate hey, that. That one. I don't mind because you know why? Because for a little bit Geelong tried to generate like – an antagonistic atmosphere in, at GMHPA Stadium because it just it, it yeah. wasn't. There's no vibe there at all. Because so yep. in the last quarter of games a couple of years ago, they did this thing where if a player from the opposition missed a set shot inside the forward 50 from a set shot, everyone won a free Zinger burger if you presented your ticket at a KFC in Geelong. Shit. I hate that shit. No one I ever don't... got a free Zinger burger. They fucking nailed them every time <laughs> or they didn't score in the last quarter. <laughs> Um, I just hate stuff like that. What about clapping a behind? I hate that. Oh, I hate it. I love clapping a behind. I hate it. Oh, yep. I apl- at games. Do you hate I- the phrase, oh, that's what it deserved? Yes. <laughs> I have a feeling that every single thing we're like, what about this? It's going to be like, yes, it's all in the same category. Of course I hate it. Gemma's oh. sitting here being like, I regret putting these guys on my network. <laughs> no, just like, I don't know. Like there's, there's so many ways people turn stuff negative they could just make it positive. Like That's why I b- applaud behinds. You tried your best. Up. Yeah, well done. Well done. All deserved because you just didn't kick quite through it, but you'll get them next time. I Fuck just, you. I don't know. I, I don't I, boo, but a, I definitely, definitely will clap a behind. I, there was a moment last year that really upset me, and the Swans were on the positive end of it. When, um, oh, who was it? It was uh, Tim Taranto or someone like that playing yeah. the Swans. He got tackled by Rampy running into goal, like in the goal square. And I felt awful for him. I think it was Taranto, young person. And they chose to replay it on the screen at the game multiple times after it happened. And everyone was jeering him. I'm like, 
You don't need to guys, do that. Stop. You just don't need to do that. Yeah, but it's it's kind of the same thing though. Where like, shouldn't one um, of the things Ramp, I love? Rampy should have been like, look at it this way. Maybe the replay was like because Rampy did something crazy good there. Maybe they're showing it to show Rampy being good. I know. But was it your home it game? Once. Yeah. Yeah. Because the I other bet they wouldn't have played it if it wasn't if it was an away game. Because the other one is didn't like need the to be replayed. The example I'm thinking of is different to that because Tim Taranto was a young footballer at the time. But if like one of my favorite things is when Dusty tries to don't argue and he just gets like destroyed. oh no replay that because <laughs> <laughs> hang on hang on double hang standards on. <laughs> no it's not really double standards. no but it's when a good player who gets who does something a lot gets caught doing the That's thing they're the good at. That's the difference. It's like when- Where well, you don't want to crush someone's confidence. When it's a kid who's in his second or third year who didn't see it coming and they got pummeled and yeah. they already copped the jeers from the crowd, you don't need to play it two or three more times for them to continue feeling that. See, the problem is I treat footy like WWE, so there are bad guys and there are good guys. <laughs> and sometimes that changes. There are a lot of bad guys on your team. Um, nah. I realized yeah. that I said it's just one. I confidently said that <laughs> I don't boo, and yeah. I realize I do boo, but only in one situation, which is like the and the the whole crowd does it. You know, like whenever someone gets tackled, and then everyone yells "ball" because it's either holding the ball or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and they don't pay it, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh no, no, I was ready to go." <laughs> because there's nothing worse than only getting a ball and not getting a yes. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> ball. <laughs> See, that's good. Yeah. And again, big fan of clapping up behind. Yeah. And here's, here's the other thing too, though, just back to the Essendon game to yep. keep us back on the topic of booing. Even if Essendon had have come out and won, unless Joe Danaher had to kick the winning goal, Pendlebury was going to win the medal regardless. He was the best player from just he watching was, the game. He was the best was player incredible. on the ground by a mile. That and in, was, that, in that fourth quarter, yep. he went above and beyond every single other person on the it field. It was a vintage Pendlebury time and space. I don't think I saw him make a mistake. No, he was amazing. And I was sitting there like, holy shit. Yeah. And going in the next game we talk about, Travis Boak was exactly the same. Yeah. He was amazing. But I'll just say on crowd behaviour, I always, always clap opposition goals even when it's a team that I fucking hate. That's insane. Gemma, please and stop doing people, that. <laughs> people think that I'm antagonizing them, but I'm actually just trying to be like, no, that was good. I feel like that if I went to an Essendon Brisbane game and tried to clap a Brisbane goal, uh, Sean would hit me. Why? Ski wouldn't cop it. You <laughs> <laughs> can't support his boys and your boys at the yeah, same no, time. Pick a like, boys. Yeah, I got to pick a team. got to support footy. It's about footy, right? Yeah, that's why I clap behind. It's about the footy. I hate you. <laughs> Again, I will. If something cool happens on the opposition, I will comment to the person near me. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Um, you, yeah, I think it happened in this game, but I can't remember what. I'd be like, oh fuck, no, that was good. I think it was one of Dugowie's goals from fifty. That yeah. no, that tap, Dugowie's tap back. Oh in, yeah, that was yeah. unbelievable. When he's running and it, the ball sort of was looking. Like was oh yeah, he punched he it over his head. Punched it over that his head. That was crazy. Yeah, actually, what? What? Actually, it was that tap? Yeah, yeah I was like, Steve- oh, fuck, there that was, was actually no. really clever. To uh, Thomas or someone like that. It wasn't Stevenson, but there was some incredible things that happened this round, like crazy things that you don't see. The cruiser goal oh. killed me. Killed we'll, me. We'll get to many cruisers. And Corbett. Corbett. See the next game? No, no. No, the next one is Port North. And Travis spoke amazing. One last thing to talk about with this game before yeah. we move on. Uh, two things. One, that's that's okay. very, one's very brief. Jaden Stevenson is my most hated player in the AFL. One last thing before we move on. Yep. Uh, so Essendon... Didn't start out looking great, but then by the end of the game, looked like the team that I wanted to support. 
I had a very similar stance about a certain Essendon player's new haircut. Guelphie, who has bleached blonde hair now. Um, <laughs> yes. It's blonder than that, it's, though. It's, it's more yellow than that. Yeah, mine. yeah. It, yes. is, it is Warwick Kappa Gold Coast-esque. Gemma, I would say that you have like a haircut and like a hairstyle where he just looks like he's put his head in a bucket of bleach. I love it. And it's better than his 90s boy band haircut that he had previously. Uh, I wasn't, like I was about to say, in the first quarter, wasn't sold on it. By the second quarter, I was like, I love it. Everyone should have that hair. He played like a man with that haircut, though. Yeah. Like, if you get that hair, you have to play well. And I I'm thought he was massive, one of your better players. I'm a massive fan of it. No, nah, it was very good. It was good. And I Luke like it. Ryan's, massive fan of Luke Ryan's bleached hair, too. He clearly did it to try and not look like Jesse Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin right. Mills got bleached on hair. He's yep. playing real well. Yeah, nah, his is bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. You is can it... see the difference, though, right? You can, yeah. Yeah, um, toner. Use toner. And, I mean, cut it. But opinions on other people's bodies, not good to have. So I stop. <laughs> <laughs> but clapping behinds is a crime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Next game, Adelaide Oval, a boring game of football It happened. wasn't boring. It was. And no, if you're a Port Adelaide supporter, this, this game was exciting. It was exciting because I hate North. Oh, it was. No, if you're a Port Adelaide supporter, it wasn't exciting because you should have steamrolled them and then you didn't. No, they just took their foot off the pedal. They knew they were going to win. It was they fine. absolutely cruised. They didn't Which get makes it injuries. a bad game. Robbie Gray had already fractured his hand in the first quarter. Connor Rosie had the most composure of anyone I've ever seen in my life. That burn away from, like, just, you know, one of the things I love is a young player who's exciting treat senior players just with utter contempt. The way he just turned in the fall. It's just like, yeah, get fucked both of you. Passed it off. He was unbelievable. But Travis Boke, holy shit. Saad was really fucking good for Acidon. He was. Yes, he I, was. He, he yeah. was. Speedy boy. He yeah. quick. He can't catch him. He, <laughs> was a, he was a big reason the team lifted. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that is literally the last thing I have to say. And we'll circle back, me. and we both know it. Yeah, we will. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about, just even I'm going to do it now, is we didn't talk about Kyle Hooker's huge mark. There are a lot of good marks in where, that game. Where he was running back with the flight and yeah. nearly killed himself and took the mark yeah. like a goddamn and hero. And Kyle Hooker, again, he actually was slower to lift than the rest of the team. He was still playing like dog shit by the time it hit half time. Hoskin Elliott's mark as well. Oh, that was huge. He does that yeah. like- Where what, he landed you've, you've, on his knees and then popped straight up. You forget yeah. he does that like once a week because he hasn't been playing for yeah. a while. It was his first game, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cunnington's a big fuck. Yep. Why the, does he keep getting fined and not suspended? Give him a fine, but also drop a couple also, of letters for his name. Ebert, how many? Uh, like quite a couple. It's at least down to four letters, I reckon. Quite yeah, a yeah. couple. <laughs> quite a, <laughs> just leave the G. <laughs> I got it, man. I got it. I've got your back. Where's Sean again? Uh, it's fine. I can leave. Sean! He's <laughs> in space. Yeah, he's, he's not going to reply. Can, no one can say. You can't save me. No. But no, Ben Cunnington, the, and the Brad Ebert one as well. Ebert was off the ground for a good 15 minutes with his head in his hands. Yeah. Just one of them has to be suspendable. One yeah. of them has to. I, the gut punch should have been more suspen- suspendable than the elbow because I think the elbow could have been... Like accidental, I guess. It's careless. That one, yeah. I, I agree. That one was but careless. But the punch, going in after the ball's left the air and punching someone in the stomach, he's got form doing it every single week. Do you want him to stop doing it? Ban him for a week. Yeah. Give him two. Like, I, it just frustrates me so much because I just know that in two weeks' time, Tom Hawkins is going to do it and get three weeks. <laughs> every time. Give Cunnington the chair. Fuck him. I'm sick of him. Just every week he does something dog shit that is the opposite of the spirit of the game. Yep. And I hate him. Hey, anything more to say about this? Uh, Nick Lucky was good. Yeah, he looks all right. Shane, the rest of his team shit. He should come to a good club. 
I just remembered another thing from the Essendon Collingwood game that I hated. Yeah, go for it. Eddie Maguire giving Gil a big kiss on the head after. Oh. Yeah, that was gross. Everything Apparently he's done that before. It's disgusting. It's, he's got form where he's like, if they've won, he's gone over and like given Gil a hug. Also, I mean, Eddie, it probably didn't help the whole umpiring thing. Yeah, no, the end, correct. And even and even the fact that Eddie was like, you know, booing is not a great look and blah, blah. blah. It's like, mate, 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 mate. Yeah. Fuck you. Next, <laughs> Next game. game. So this is the Q clash. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. we'll skip this game. There's nothing really to talk Josh about Josh Corbett. <laughs> um, I watched the first half of this game. Josh Corbett. I ended up watching the whole game. Is that the only thing you can say? I love Josh Corbett now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Disha. So I got to half time and I was like, I, I was eating lunch. I just made lunch and whatever I was eating. I was like, why am I still watching this? Because footy. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the only thing that was keeping me going because it was not a good game. It was so fun to watch. It wasn't. It was. As an actual neutral supporter, it was not fun. Yeah, you love Gold Coast. Yeah, it's true. So to be fair, I was watching it and I was like, Brisbane are going to get exciting in a minute and I'm going to enjoy it. Brisbane. Yeah. And they just, just, and then all of a sudden they came out in the second half and were just like, pew, 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 pew. Oh yeah, they kicked, they kicked two or three goals right at the end of the second quarter. And yep. then I was like, ah, oh, okay, here we go. Went nuts. Uh, well, it was interesting that Lockie Neal, after when he was being interviewed, he said that last week, that's what Essendon and Colin, or in the last two weeks, that's what Essendon and Collingwood had did, done to them. Done to them. So they knew that it could be effective. So don't lose it because you can use that second half to your advantage. And it's exactly what they did. Yeah. But Essendon did it again, but didn't win. Anyway, continue. They were playing a better team that week. I yes. Guess. Josh Corbett, though, on debut, he was a mature age recruit. He, maybe not mature, but he's. Had He had an eye issue, he had a knee issue, so it's taken a little while to get him into the side. His first half was brilliant. His work rate in the forward half was unbelievable. Lukosius's goal, if you go back and watch Lukosius's goal, it was only created as an option because Corbett on his hands and knees tapped it out. Yeah. And not a person in the commentary or anything said a word about it. They were just talking about how brilliant Lukosius was. That goal would not have happened if it had not been for what Corbett did before it. Yeah. And then he kicked two goals himself, and he was just such an exciting player to watch. So that was a highlight for me. Mitch Robinson was amazing, though. I was about to say, do you know who – and we've got to do this for Sean. Mitch Robinson – He was brilliant. Had the game of his life. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know who – again, we talked earlier about players who just look like they love playing footy. You know who looks like he loves playing footy? Mitch fucking Robinson loves it when good stuff happens. Yeah. To him, to other people, in general. <laughs> the Lincoln McCarthy mark is a perfect example. But, like, he was, like, he got, a, like, a goal assist and was so happy that that person had given him a goal. Like, he's the kind of guy who I feel like just lifts your team if he's in a good mood. Yeah. He just loves footy and uh, deserving winner. Like, as if in a team that boasting, like, Lockie Neal and Dane Zorko and, like, Hipwood and Charlie Cameron, you're going to go, you know who's going to be the best on ground today? Mitch the Ram Robinson. But he kicked three and then was working so hard up the field. He kicked four in nah, three, one. Three. three one. But the best thing I think was it was Jared Lyons' best game for them so far. Yeah. He was better than Neil already. He do you know what else Jared Lyons did? Laid a couple of nice tackles and uh, played a bit of a nice game in the other direction, as if to be like Gold Coast. See, look, I can run both ways. Fuck you. And kick two goals. Kick two very nice goals. They look, I think Brisbane needed this. Win against, and this wasn't a gimme win either. Like no, Gold no. Coast are a much better side than I Which think. Which is what you saw in the first half. Mm. half bleh, first half. You didn't it, say it wrong the first time. I said it in a weird act. You know what? Look, <laughs> play back the tapes. <laughs> you can't prove that it was a weird accent or that it I said it wrong or right. Like, almost like, like you're from Boston. It's the weird half. <laughs> yeah, no, it was more like almost Richie Benno. It was like weird half. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. Um, anyway, footy. 
footy. <laughs> but no, I, I think at the end what happened was Brisbane are a better side and that yeah. lifted them. Yeah. Um, you know, McCarthy started kicking goals. Zorko, there was a passage of play where one of, on Rob, one of Robbo's goals where Zorko was reasonably well held by Miller. It wasn't the fireworks I think people were expecting from previous years. Though. Miller, yeah. Um, but they just started kicking straight as well in the second yeah, half. They should have been too. further ahead in that second quarter. But this passage of play that resulted in a Robbo goal after a lot of misses where Zorko was chasing the ball on the wing and realised he wasn't going to get there and he was going to get tackled. And rather than try to kick it forward because it would have gone out of bounds, he like flicked it on the side of his foot so it went up. Yeah. And then Robbo ran onto it and kicked a goal. It was yeah. just like, there's a nice little, that's a nice little deft touch. Well, back to the Port game as well. Port have the best connection as a team. I'm glad we're going I've... back because I also remembered something else. So <laughs> From yeah. the Port North game? <laughs> no, a bit earlier. Uh, Melbourne, Richmond? No, nah, a bit later. Uh, anyway. Brisbane, Gold Coast. <laughs> please, please. Uh, yep. Port have the best connection as a team that I've seen this year, yeah. at, including teams like Collingwood. But um, they just seem to be able to do it for longer. Mm-hmm. Brisbane have shown they can do it for two quarters, three quarters, but then they have that one quarter where they just lose that connection, but they got that together. With, with Brisbane, it usually seems to be their first quarter. They struggle to get it together straight off the bat of recent, yeah. but then once they're going, they are hard to slow down. Yeah, exactly. It's just Collingwood and Essendon made better advantage of that mm. first quarter than other teams have been able to do. Yeah, and then Essendon also do a similar thing to Brisbane, except – they just started in a slightly higher gear than Brisbane did, and then when Essendon really turned it on, Brisbane just couldn't keep up. Yeah. The just on the Brisbane before we go back. Yep. Lockie Neal's goal from fifty wins the clearance, runs to a bet the square, kicks it to Martin, keeps running, and Martin's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to fucking kick this." Dishes it off from like the fact that he was involved in the same passage of play <laughs> and kept going is like, man, he really likes being the go-to guy in a club now that he's not. Surrounded by like a Fife and a Walters and other guys who were taking, he had to be the you know the inside guy. Yeah, yeah. he loves it. So, bit of sad news because uh, we're talking about like relatively fresh players or fringe players. Uh, Mitch Brown, oh, it, it out was, for a month. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. fractured wrist. We After thought he, we thought he wasn't playing killing well. Killing Phillips. Now, when he took the it's when he took the big mark when he nearly killed Phillips. He took a mark. It was great. I'm not saying it wasn't a good mark, but he nearly killed Phillips. True. I'm I, always on edge when you're talking about, like, when you use the phrase, like, kill. I'm like, is this a good kill or a bad kill? <laughs> is this when we're like, oh, I killed him? Or is it like, he fucking killed him? I think it's the first one. It was an amazing mark. Yeah, there also you go. He nearly <laughs> kills Phillips in yeah. the process. But it wasn't a malicious kill. It no, was no, just no, no, no. Phillips was just unfortunately a victim of that huge mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was Mitch Brown, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also so Mitch Brown tried to go off after that. Then they sent yeah, him yeah, back yeah, on. He did. Yeah. Because yeah. he was clearly in pain. It was like, I want to go off. Like, no, I'll stay out there. And then he kind of was involved <laughs> in a couple of contests and was clearly unable to do anything. Yeah. It was similar to the Jack Rewalt one when he did his wrists as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're probably just like, nah, whatever. You just jarred it. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's bending backwards. <sighs> All right, come off. And. I don't know how this moment didn't come up because it is literally the turning point of the game and it would have been the exact moment that hasn't won the game if we didn't lose. Joe Danaher's goal going into halftime from like 55 We talked out. about it, mate. No, nah, we talked about his his duck and weave. We didn't talk about the huge one from 55 on the boundary. Well, he kicked a similar one last week but from in front. Yeah, yeah. and that one was for further back. But this one was like to like lift the team. Fuck, he loves kicking them from outside 50. <sighs> anyway, we should go to the next game. We should probably go to the next game until I remember something else and then we go can't back. Can't wait, can't wait. Gemma. 
Oh, wait, no, not Gemma. Well, I mean, yes, Gemma, because you are in the episode, but I misread and thought that... I'm only allowed to talk about Sydney, apparently. Yeah, and Melbourne, and and Gold Coast. And Gold Coast, and Fremantle. You're fond of such strange teams, and it's so good. (laughs) I mean, I personally hope Fremantle sink into the ocean, but... Only so their coach gets fired. We don't wish ill on any of the players. We just want Ross Lyon to be fired. You reiterate that every time we talk. Yep. I'm going to reiterate it forever until Frio start returning my calls again. Because I want I want Fremantle to get a new coach, because then I think I would quite like them also. Their players seem nice, but I also don't like anyone that's going to Fremantle knowing who their coach is. Mm. I don't support that. Anyway. Next game. If something else a- that I shouldn't support is changing my fucking tips. Because <laughs> I tipped Adelaide and then changed to St. Kilda. You're an idiot. I'd also just tip St. Kilda from the outset. Yeah, same. I mean, yeah. look... I watched none of this game because I was seeing the Avengers a second time. <laughs> uh, how many movies do you people watch? Well, uh, I've watched a few. How many, how, many week- how many weekends? How many movies did you watch this weekend? So you saw Avengers twice. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned to me off episode that you watched Iron Man 3 this weekend. Yes. There's a third one? Yeah, there's three Iron Man movies. Yeah. I also uh, watched there's- Doctor Strange. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, so there's 22 Marvel movies, including three Iron Mans, three Thors, three Captain Americas. Four Avengers movies. Can anyone tell I don't watch movies? Um, look, listeners, let us know. Uh, we won't get a response straight away, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> we know already that you don't watch movies, because every time we make a reference, both in the podcast and out, if we're I like, just look oh, up. yeah, Gemma, movie, and just like... I was telling a story before and went to be like, you know, like a Pride Rock type setup, and I was like, Gemma doesn't watch movies. She won't know what a Pride Rock is. I understood that. I watched movies when I was a kid. Right. There is a lot of sport happening all the time, so I totally understand for you to be like... Fair Sport. enough. Yeah. Do you know what? You know what? If you decided this weekend there was one game you didn't need to watch, it's probably this one. It was at a weird time. No, no, it was good. Matty Parker. Good. I mean, he took some huge marks. Loney's injuries just shit house. Tex is continuing to play good. Kicked four goals too. Yeah. Apparently not having the captaincy all to himself suits him. Also not being injured suits him. Not having just Jenkins in the forward line suits him. He got married, didn't he? Or his partner's pregnant, something around Tex, that. Yeah. Do you know what's great is he doesn't have to yell at Charlie Cameron at an airport anymore. He doesn't. That's probably uh, or Jake Lever. Or Jake Lever. And do you know what? I'm just going to call it now. I don't think JJ's getting back in anytime no, soon. No, he's not because Elliot Himmelberg provides so much of a difference in that forward line. They and Hugh Greenwood. They showed fucking highlights, right, of him in the sandful on like an interview at like half time at one of the games to be like, you know, maybe he'll be coming back. Highlights. So this is at the lower level. He is still just running in from the goal square getting cheapies. Yeah. He did they showed a replay. He did five of them and then one where he took a big mark. The way Tex plays doesn't allow for a player like Jenkins to nah. flourish in that forward line because they need someone that can do something different. And Jenkins can't be that lead up guy because that's what Walker's doing. So having someone like Himmelberg who comes in and takes weird marks and just is really dynamic, and then Greenwood who pushes up yep. and then bets as the small. And then even Lachlan Murphy was amazing. He kicked three goals as well. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's some kind of player. And I think, look, it's a blip for the Saints, but I, 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 it's not panic stations. They have they've they've had they've managed to push through with some massive injuries. Losing yeah. Geary hurt. It was eventually some of these injuries were going to catch up with them. Yeah, but their backline as well. Like the fact that they've had no Carlisle all season, no Robertson all season, and then no Geary twice. I think no Geary. Um, but McKenzie's really stepped up. I think he's in the team of the week again this week. Yeah, as well. he's, he's he's playing very he well. He was great. Um, someone in the broadcast kept saying that he was on debut. And it's like, no, he's not. 
He was concussed last week, and that's why he wasn't playing last week. But he's been playing this year. Like, shut up. And no, Rowan, no, Rowan Marshall hurt them. He was a late yeah. out. He was a because big loss. Billy Longer gives them nothing. He wasn't terrible, but Rowan Marshall has just been doing so much this year that they really yeah. missed him. But um, Maddie Parker is is really fun, and then um, Tim Membry kind of continues to push up. It's but- good. That, look, there are a lot of positives for the Saints, and you just hope that they keep winning. Yeah, because it's it's good for footy. Next game. At the SCG, Sydney took on GWS. Yes. And Sydney won. Nope. They lost by 41 points, Tom. But there was a lot of positives to Sydney. Yeah, everyone was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm actually great. (laughs) You were in this game up until, you know. Halftime. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a weird trend of this round. Yep. Yeah. With some exceptions. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to those later. (laughs) Um, I I made a very... Bold prediction as soon as they announced that Buddy was out, and I was not technically wrong. Do you know what I loved, though? I loved that Phil Davis was a laid out, and then within five minutes of Phil no, Davis. it was the other way around. It was the other way around. Oh, was it really? It was. See, I thought it was them going, oh, fuck, great. All right, Buddy, you don't have to play, man. Phil's not playing. No, no, it was the other way around. So Buddy was like, I'm a laid out, and Phil was like, oh, thank fuck, yeah, I'm yeah. not playing either. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Phil Davis ended up joining the commentary team. Yes, Yep. Oh, nice. bloody media, bloody nice. Betty got paid big bucks. Oh, yeah, and Barry, you're going to write another bloody. another column, you big fuck, you dipshit, uh, you pen boy. Anyway. Did you say pen boy? Yep. Positives for you. Is it just there the fact s- that there's lots of young kids playing exciting footy? There were The Swans were the youngest side in the round. Yep. Uh, it was the first time this century that the Swans have fielded the youngest side in a round of footy. Um, what about the aging list, though, Jamal? I know. <laughs> Do you like my Twitter? Where every time someone said, yeah. Uh, I think They've got one of the youngest lists, right? Fourth youngest list in the competition, and someone in their preseason prediction said that the Swans' aging list was going to let them down. Uh, so I've not let go of that, if you can tell. I may- Explode <laughs> under my radar. Yeah, I haven't noticed. <laughs> if you don't follow me on Twitter, you probably should. Uh, Jordan Dawson, I made a bold prediction. We know that I love Jordan Dawson. Mm -hmm. Uh, I made a bold prediction as soon as Buddy was announced as a late out that he would be our leading goal kicker. Yep. And then when he kicked the first goal of the game after taking an incredible mark, I got a lot of people messaging me saying, how do you know that this was going to happen? And then he didn't kick another goal till the very last goal, but he still was the equal leading goal kicker for the Swans, so I wasn't technically wrong. First and last, that's good. That's good. Um, He bookended the game. I, the thing that I like about him is that he's being played as a real true utility, which mm-hmm. frees Isaac Heaney up because Heaney had to play that. Oh, the, the, having him in the side means that Heaney gets to play on the ball and he's fucking good. And Heaney can still kind of be moved around depending on where they need him, but Dawson provides so much more support. And there yep. was one error that he made early in the game with a kick out of defense, which resulted in a goal. But other than that, his kicking is really, really good. His aerial ability is good. He's got a long kick on him as well. So he's got so many positives about his attributes. And then in the kneeful two years ago when he was playing kneeful every week, he was getting 30, 40 touches in the middle, like contested possession. So he can go on the ball as well. Yeah. So so much to like about him. Then Nick Blakey, his set shots, amazing. His set shots are beautiful. He never misses. There's just uh, – I'm very excited about the young swans. Well, that's the thing. Like People are like, oh, they're not going to make finals. I, I feel like that's not what they're trying. I feel like they're, they're trying to transition on the run and it hasn't worked. So they're like, right, we're just going to really focus on getting games into young kids and trying things out and making them play. But even that, Longmire's press conference after the game was 
so amazing. So like if you're a Swan supporter, you need to watch that. But I had a lot of Swan supporters coming at me saying, how can you be positive? They play such a defensive, um, stagnant style of game, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, if you actually watch the games, it's clearly not the case. And it's clearly the change in game style to adapt to what they've got now that it's not connected yet, but it's going to. So yeah, just yeah. chill out. But people just refuse to admit that they're trying something different hasn't worked yet. They just ref- want to blame Longmire or all this sort of stuff. Just calm down. <laughs> like yeah. calm the fuck down. It's oh, a lot of rational takes on this week's episode. Yeah. <clears throat> Too many for my liking. Because I'm here? Yes. <laughs> and um, Sean's not. Yeah. <laughs> on so the- you always bring rational takes to this show. Sean is just either 100% anger or 100% bliss. Yes. There's no middle ground. So I haven't been able to get him out of there. He's now 1,000% bliss. <laughs> um, Sydney, uh, going to you're really going to get a sense of where the season's going in the next two weeks because you've got Brisbane, Brisbane and then Essendon. Yeah, and then we've got North not long after that yeah. as well. Yeah, so there's a win. I would not be shocked if you came out and beat either Essendon or Brisbane. I hope it's Brisbane, but I'm a little concerned because you also have a history of fucking us. Well, not last year, but previous to that, yes, yes. very much so. <laughs> um, in dramatic ways as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still have nightmares about the time that Dempsey played. Dempsey, Dempsey, Dempsey played, played on, on yeah. or about the time that Goddard kicked it and, and uh, then... Tom Papley, yep. Gary Rowan. Uh, my favourite one was when... Oh, I'm so glad to revisit this. Yes, <laughs> which one? Which time? Uh, round one of 2015 where Isaac Heaney debuted and kicked the sealer after the Swans were down by like 40-something points. Uh, I remember that one fondly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you came back, you were like 30 points down going into last quarter, right? Yeah, and Heaney kicked the sealer on debut yeah. and that was yeah, just yeah, the greatest yeah. thing ever. Oh, that was good because that was also... I think two or three weeks later, Essendon also cons- uh, were up by about 25 points against Hawthorne. Yep. yep. And then Hawthorne kicked the last three goals. And But that you know. was after all the Asada stuff and they'd sat out of preseason, so they weren't match fit. So yep. Sydney knew that was going to happen. But uh, I love the Swans. Mm. Did you know? Yeah, yes. Tadur them, so I guessed. Yeah. I really love them. And uh, I was I was very happy after the game despite the loss. Josh Kennedy was amazing. Like, amazing. He was... Back. And Parker played probably his best game for the year so far he as well. He played less on the ball as well, which was interesting. Because uh, So the big thing is George Hewitt has not been in as good form as he was last year because they're trying to clearly run more speed through the middle, which means Hewitt, uh, Parker, and Kennedy can't all be in the midfield at the one time. Yep. So Hewitt was kind of the one that was being put up forward because he was drafted as a small forward, but he's not been playing very well. He's not making good decisions. But this week he was put back on the ball. I think he was given more of a run with role with a couple of different players at different parts of the game. He was back to his absolute best. So clearly Parker being pulled out of there to rotate. Parker's a good forward. He's amazing. And the marks that he takes and things like that. So taking him out and rotating him through, depending on who's on the bench or whatever, is the better option than taking Hewitt out because you take away – everything that's good about Hewitt if you take him out of the middle. So that's something we found out about this week as well. So there's little things changing that are really positive. A lot of positive for the Swans. Just quickly talk about the Giants for a second. Yeah, yeah, Tim Taranto, fuck. Tim Taranto, but the most important thing the Giants have to do is re-sign Josh Kelly and Stephen Cornelio in Mm. the next 10 minutes. Cornelio played with a broken hand and still had, what, 25 and kicked four goals? Yeah, he was amazing. Um, But... Jacob Hopper was in his 50th game. He's this close to being at Geelong. Was, Again, small finger size. That's audio <laughs> format. 
You say Hopper was that close to being at Geelong every time and then Sean usually says Brisbane. But he was he, never going to Brisbane. I think he pipped all of his teammates as being the Giants' best on the weekend. Oh, no, I thought Taranto or Canilio were Taranto won the best on, the Brett Kirk medal. Yep. Taranto was amazing, but I just think Hopper was so dynamic in the middle for them. So, yeah, look, I think – and, I mean, as much as I hate him, Toby Green being back in the Giants side just makes him such a dangerous proposition going forward. I've, yeah, I think he, he'll be reported again in a couple of weeks. Or injured, one it. of the two. He'll studs up someone in the face. He'll either studs up someone and get reported or he'll break the, his ankle kicking someone. When do they play North Melbourne? He can do it then. Thug off. Into, just into put him on Ben Cunnington. He gut punches Ben Cunnington so bad that Ben Cunnington loses more back. hair. <laughs> He, that man is unfortunate. He looks like a 45-year-old man. He's younger than me. Yeah. He's like 12. Mm. Anyway, Sydney, nothing to worry about. Yeah, people just need to calm down. I think Swan supporters, this sounds so arrogant, but Swan supporters. They're used to playing finals. Yeah, they're used to success or moderate success. And as soon, and this was what happened in 2017 as well, people just freak out. It's like, calm down. <laughs> like there's so much to like about footy that if you're wholly reliant on the result of a game as to whether you're happy or not, you're going to have a pretty miserable life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely don't base my whole life on whether my team wins or loses. That's not a thing that I do at all. Sean is would disintegrate if he heard that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Even like when Brisbane were winning two or three <clears throat> two or three games a season, Sean would go wholeheartedly expecting to win every game. Yep. And will be just crushed if they. Didn't he has win. no expectations. It's grand final or nothing every year, and I love it. Man would die for a win. That's right, Jason, who commonly emails into yes. here. He was telling me today. Oh, if, if anyone doesn't know, Jason is a friend of mine. <laughs> he was and telling for anyone me- who doesn't know Jason by his first name, Jason, <laughs> uh, resident Sexyland measurer. Yeah, yeah. With size seventeen feet, he yeah. is that tall. He's really, he's really tall. Uh, he said to say hi to you guys, by the way. But, Hello, Jason. Uh, Thanks for listening. He was telling me today Thanks that for measuring. Just, just so if anyone was wondering, if Cade Simpson doesn't miss any games with this hamstring injury, that he'll be playing his 253rd game in the grand final next year. Fuck, I love Three, the confidence. 353rd, sorry, 353rd. Yeah, he told me that today and I just laughed a little bit. He's, Just, he's let him let him let him miss three weeks so he can play his three hundred fiftieth game in the grand final. He is so confident that Carlton are going to win the flag next year. How did he feel when the siren went just before the mark was taken? I want to talk about this because Carlton made is this me the so next happy. game. No, it's not. No, the next game is a game. Look, to be honest, we can, we, spe- we can talk about this real quick, right? And Monday. then speed onto the good games on Sunday. Matera kicked five goals. Mondi looked good. Uh, Bulldogs Bradley Hill, Bradley are a bit Hill and Michael Walters both amazing, and Beveridge complained about the umpiring. Do you know what's huge though? Just on yeah, on the Monday thing though, like that goal that he kicked, mm. he's at centre half back, puts a huge tackle on, and then a bump, and then a block to get the ball out, and then he gets the ball back at the other fifty. The frustrating thing about the highlight is at no point do they show like the wide shot of the ground to see him covering that ground. Yeah. And I would love to see that because he must just gut run his fucking face off. He's incredible. He's an incredible player. Some Robert Harvey shit right there. Who does that in their 300th game? David Mundy. Adam Goods. But, yeah, very few players could continue to do that. He looks like he's going to play for another five years. Like, he just does not look like he's going to Sign him up forever. I love him. 
He was right. captain for a little bit. I feel bad that he's. Not, I mean, he don't, I clearly didn't like being captain. No, no, it was a player voted thing. Oh, they voted Ooh, for it. And then oh, Fife got voted back in after after he came back from that injury. Oh, so they vote each year. Yep. Oh, that's a weird. Do you know what I'd love if like a real weird small forward who just it was everybody's mate just got voted in had no leadership qualities. I'm so so it. glad Essendon do not have this strategy. Did you know he'd be captain? Who Joe? <laughs> or like actually. It'd be a tie. There'd be eight captains and they'd all fight. <laughs> Except for Michael Hurley, who just missed out because he didn't vote for himself because that's the kind of bloke that he is. He's just like, guys, I'm the vice captain. We'll all just be friends. <laughs> Tell me that I'm wrong, Dusha. Tell me that that's not the exact way that it would go. You're not wrong, Tom. <laughs> also, um, Hurley, I have such a complicated relationship with Hurley because he's <laughs> such a strong backman, but just because of like the 2009, 2010, 2011. forward. He played forward and could not be trusted to be within <laughs> 10 metres of the ball. Uh, speaking of players that not trust me 10 metres of the ball, the Bulldogs have gone from being exciting to being garbage and Freo was second on the ladder and I don't understand football anymore. Oh, I love it. It was it was so, so many good things happened in this game. Um, Jesse Hogan could not kick to save his life, but still... They still won. Yep, still did some good things. Um, Tabana has really kind of improved... Since that shocking snap around the body, I love them. Rory Lobb over there is such a good inclusion in their team because he's got a he's got a set position. Think of the thing that you apparently well, they're to- playing, but no, they're playing him as a ruck now though, and he didn't go over there as a ruck, but they yes, dropped but Sean Darcy. I think what for Lobb, I think the issue was is that at least he knows that's his role every week. Whereas at the Giants, he didn't know if he was rucking or playing forward. The until fact that they dropped selection. him because he wasn't a good enough ruck for them yep. was. Ridiculous. That annoyed me a lot. But, yeah, uh, good on Freo. Amazing. Yeah, all right. Whatever purples, they're fine. Uh, Joel Hamling had 12. 12 one percenters in the back line. That's 12%. I like that you have to look at your phone, but I am a nerd and I just am saying. It's because we're too busy watching movies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, in my um, case, working at movies. Yeah, true. Uh, look, Avengers, busy. It was bad. And people would have been really understanding if tickets were sold out, right? Yeah, very understanding. And if popcorn lines were real long. Yeah. And they'd yeah, only given themselves like a minute before the movie started to buy yeah, popcorn. So, yeah, uh, yeah cool we had so. just just an insight. Um, we had every single one of our tills obviously was in use. The line for candy bar, not even tickets, just to get food was estimated between 40 and 50 minutes. Are you kidding? Bring snacks from home. Yes. Uh, also, we did... So I don't know about sun- Sunday's results because I didn't work, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we had done the equivalent admissions of like a decent month in three days. Jeez, this movie's going to break a world record. Yeah, it made uh, $1.2 billion in its first weekend worldwide, which- Hey, James Cameron, it's fucking coming for you, mate. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of Sunday results, uh, Sunday's results. <laughs> Good segue. Thanks. Carlton. You wanted to say something, Gemma. We uh, cut you I off to talk about. love Carlton. And they got fucked over because of the particular players that they lost to injury during the game. Yeah. Had it been any other players other than Simpson and Cruiser, they would have won this Leaving game. Even Newman for a period there. Newman was gone, but I don't think he was as crucial to the team as Simpson and Cruiser were. Yeah. And we know that especially I against Newman. Especially against McAvoy. Yeah, so Cruiser, that goal that he kicked where he just intercepted the ball with one hand, it was like, oh, shit, I got the ball, and then ran and kicked it from the center square, and it 
cleared the goal line. Yeah. That goal was unbelievable. But then Paddy Dow, who's notoriously not to be trusted on the run kicking, <laughs> kicked a beautiful goal in a really important at a really important moment. And yep. so did Ed Kerno. So they, they are, Daisy Thomas has been playing very, very well this year. A name that the like if you're familiar with football, you haven't heard positive words about for about six years. Yeah. Since you got to Carlton. <laughs> He's been very, very good this year. And my got the worst haircut in the world and then was like, I'm gonna play footy good now. I don't know. He's Braden over- Maynard has the worst haircut in the world. Nah, I mean, nah. Also, do you remember what Daisy Thomas's hair used to look like when he played for Collingwood? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just checking. Um, my theory is that his daughter loving AFLW has made him love footy more and now he plays better. Oh, that's the fucking best theory and I hope that's what it is. It's my theory. I'm conflicted about Carlton winning because on one hand it's like good and exciting to see those guys play but on the other hand I don't want – like when Carlton are good, their fans are the worst. Richmond's the same. Hawthorne's the same. Yeah, but I don't, so I don't want that. Just keep them keep them in check. Um, Harry McKay. Harry McKay. He's an incredible contestant mark player and he's kicking straight now. And also, Levi Casbolt has decided that he knows how to play football again. He does it every now and again. And M- Liam Jones. Mackay kicked two goals too, saying that he's learned how to kick straight. So- he was kicking three behinds earlier in the yeah, season. It's- and to be fair, he could have been the hero. That game goes for a ha- half, a, half second a second longer. longer. That's heartbreaking. The siren goes as the air around the football caresses his fingertips. So... He knew when he took the mark that it was too late, yep. right? Yep. So for, for context, um, Carlton lost to Hawthorne in a not a surprise result when you think about it, but they only won by five points and they were 30 points down at halftime, Hawthorne. Yes, Carlton and that, that's when Simpson went off. Yep. That's when Simpson went off and they lost their structure in the back line for that quarter and that's what stuffed them up. Guys, that's 100% what stuffed them up. I'm going to do something unheard of on this show. That I'm glad Sean's not here for because he would get angry. Yep. I'm going to defend some umpires. <gasps> so there was a moment in the game where Luke Bruce uh, took a mark in the pocket, I think in about the third quarter, um, and umpires' job is to know you get you, you mark the ball here, this oh, is your line yes, here. It was, yeah. Luke Bruce, being a cheeky little Hawthorne boy, dramatically improved the angle from which he was kicking his set shot from. As she was looking away. As she was looking away. So the umpire, um, Eleni... Gluftus. Thank you. I don't know if I said it right, but that's a... Lenny is her first name. So she's setting the mark. Who is a great umpire, by the way. Very good umpire. And I very much like hearing a woman's voice on the field. That's good. Yep. She's she's setting it up. She puts him on his angle. She turns around to the player on the mark to set them up and to set the people up over here. And as she does this, Luke Bruce just takes a fucking huge step in and she misses it. Yeah. And he kicks a goal. Now, But the boundary umpire saw him do it and did not say a word. Boundary umpires aren't allowed to. They couldn't hint to her that... Apparently not. That's what I, I read a thing being like, no, even if they wanted to, they're not allowed to. It's the controlling umpire who has it. And someone's like, there's an umpire like 20 meters away who could also see it that could do it. Yeah. Anyway, the point I want to make is a lot of people who are Carlin supporters have come out and been like, for fuck's sakes, AFL, this is what happens when you let women do stuff. And it's like, you're all a bunch of fucks. I would love it. I would love one of you armchair dickheads to put on some high vis and some boots and get out there and try to umpire five minutes. Just fight. One, try and keep up. Two, try to stay out of the way. Three, they're all fucking part-time. 
Bruce is a, like is taking an advantage, and players always creep around the mark. It happens all the time. Also, so many players do it. They're going to miss a couple every now and again. Go fuck yourselves. Also, amazing how they'll complain about umpires all weekend, but all of a sudden it's because that she's a woman. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. I'd just like to quickly report a murder. Yeah. Uh, well, where, where did it happen, mate? Uh, GMHBA Stadium on Poor, Sunday Jesus, afternoon. What happened? Where <laughs> Geelong pushed the former Premiership team, West Coast Eagles, to bed. Tucked them in real tight, do <laughs> you? They went to bed early too. <laughs> it was like seven thirty. <laughs> it was not even. It was four forty-five. <laughs> before, uh, before I didn't get their supper, straight to bed. No, straight to bed. It wasn't even five o'clock. In bed. Off you go. Get to bed. Um, look. So he kicked seven goals, one to two goals, one in the first quarter, and things did not improve for West Coast from there. We smashed them. Uh, it was a comprehensive, complete performance. So now Geelong has beaten three of the top four from last year with the only exception being Collingwood by a kick, but we matched them pretty comprehensively at their home ground. We're flying. And you know what was, you know what was fucking awesome about those seven goals one, Dusha? Gary Rowan kicked three of them. Oof. It was a good day to be a Gary. Oh, it was a good day to be Gary. Gary Ablett wound back the clock. It was there. So it was the... That can almost be your catchphrase this season. Gary Ablett wound like back the clock? He winds back the clock, I reckon, every game. The, the move to put Ablett off the ball and to put him in sort of a high half forward role does wonders on one level. It means he's not getting smashed into every week, which keeps his body fit. He has a defined role and he is such a, such a smart kick into the forward 50. People talk about Dangerfield's like having a lot of inside fifties. Dangerfield's fast and he will often hit, hit a target or go to a nice spot. But Gary Ablett finds a man every time. Can we talk about the other Gary very briefly? We can talk about him right now because I fucking love him. Because I've just looked at Twitter and there's some really stupid media performers who are are saying that John Longmarch didn't coach him right and that's why. Uh, He's all of a sudden playing well. He played fucking well at Sydney, but he's a player who relies... On good delivery. On good delivery and team lifting. Like, Gary Rowan, incredible player, and I defended him to the hilt when he was traded because everyone was saying that he was shit and he only gets eight possessions. I defended him because you know what he can do and a lot of what he does is off the ball. Yep. There's... He's playing a different role. Very rarely was he a full forward. He's playing Sydney. a full forward nearly every week. He sits in the goal square and he takes high marks. At yep. Sydney, they didn't want him there. They were using him off halfback because they wanted his speed there. Play a different type of game, but he relies very heavily, and we discussed this before, but like he relies so heavily on his team being up and about as well. He's not going to be the one to lift the team. He's going to be the one that goes to another level. We'll do Joe Danaher last week, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Although he lifted this week. I'll tell you what. Uh, do you know what Gary also so loves? Creepy. Gary loves a goal. He celebrates every goal like it's the last goal he might Joe ever Rowan? kick. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love Fucking it. There goes my hero, and he's got red hair, and he's very quick. It's weird for people to go after Gary Rowan for being like, a, like being like, oh, he was garbage, or that, like, he was great, and we shouldn't have traded him, or whatever. It happens all the time. Like, yeah, he wanted to come home. Yeah, and it just frustrates me that I, being a Sydney fan, obviously, I notice it more when people are like, oh, the Swans were shit, and that's why they didn't use him properly. Blah blah blah. Like, if you watch, he played full forward in some games, but he did different things every week, and if you refuse to watch what a player does without the ball and only watch what they do with it, you're never going to understand how a player plays. The big thing I think that's made Geelong as good as they have been early this year is guys like Rowan, guys like Dalhouse, guys like Tom Atkins, who will have – probably not Dalhouse, he has a lot of the ball, but guys like Atkins, Rowan, um, who are going to get 
Collegesny, they probably get 12 touches. Mm-hmm. But Atkins was involved in like just 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 gets in the way. Like he's just there. There was a couple of times where Rowan just stayed on the man on the mark and just ran at, at such a speed that they fumbled the ball. It yeah. didn't result in a goal, but they didn't get a clear exit. Yeah. Like there's just little things that Geelong are doing right. And uh, you know we love a fringe player, guys. Uh, they're my favourite. So I rolled in this week and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a badge. I'm going to. I don't own badges. I bought a Mitch Brown badge because we were going to the Anzac game. But I don't own badges. I've never owned badges. Another thing I do is like, I'm going to buy a badge. I'm going to wear it today for my new favorite player, who I hated early on. Well, not hated. I was harsh on him early on. A Geelong player. Geelong player. Always been a Geelong player. Always been a Geelong player. And uh, I now am in love with this man, and that is Mark O'Connor. He's been so good this year. He's I've got a badge of him. He played a fucking awesome game this week. He's been really, really good the last few weeks. He's now understands how footy works a bit better, I guess. Yeah. He's taking huge marks. He's quick. And I think the backline is helping him as well, the way he fits into that backline, because they're so strong, he gets more confidence out of it. Too. Oh, I I I wouldn't be surprised because I've seen him they've used him on the wing as well at times this year, because he's quite quick. Big fan of Mark O'Connor, had an awesome game, had a passage of play where it looked like we're going to have to be pressured up and there's going to be a ball up in our defensive 50 with sort of Hutchings and I think Sheed kind of trying to corner this corner O'Connor. And he just sort of faked to the left. They both went left and he just burned them across, like <laughs> ran in front of the opposition goal, which is high risk. Beautiful kick out the wing and we ended up getting a shot on goal for it. Yeah. Some just nice stuff. Fuck, Ablett. Uh, had the most amount of, I think, goal five. goal assists. Score assists. Score, no, not score assists, like specific goal, goal assists. Yeah, yeah, five. He had five. In a game with five. Four of them went to Gary Rowan, which is, I tell you what, it's good if your name is Gary at Geelong. Brian Myers has done more than Motlop ever did in the 32 jumper. Asava Radigalea is going to take mark of the year one day. Just got a look. He's just got, he goes, he's so big and so good that he gets there too early, but he still has time to fumble it. Like, fuck. And the best thing is, is again, Hawkins kicked three goals, but he's not he's not the main focal point. Yeah. It just, yeah. I love it. Dangerfield had a quiet game, I thought, and then all of a sudden he had just 15 touches out of nowhere in like the third quarter. Tim Kelly didn't have a touch but laid 12 tackles. Like, I love my team. Reece Stanley's delivering. No one's injured. Oh. Well, it seems I mean, there is, sus- a, there is a few injuries. It seems sus that they included two rocks in the extended squad. So maybe Stanley is carrying something. Uh, we named three rucks in the extended squad, including Stanley. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Now we, I, I think it's more a case of potentially. So Abbott and Ford are both playing really well. I don't think Stanley will get dropped. If anyone's going to get dropped, it'll be Radigalia. But the problem is he's doing enough around the but ground that he stays there. I didn't there. think it was about being dropped. I think he, he might have just been carrying something because he's been knocked around a little bit early in the year. He's played well, but he's but still he's, he's had I, to do a lot. That's all. What's good is we're winning. We don't have a lot of injuries. So what's going to happen is. Resting. We'll be able to rest players. Yeah. So, well, I don't know what we're going to do next week against the Bombers because Chris Scott's already said that Jordan Clark's coming straight back in. Well, they did it with uh, Constable the week before. Yep. Came back in, played so really well. So it might be Myers or Atkins next. Yeah, but they both played really well. Yeah, but all See, Atkins fucking carry the ball behind his back for like, ah, yeah. oh, I had I was worried because I was yes. driving down. I've seen the Eagles beat us down there. I drove down to Geelong. I got halfway to Geelong and my car died. Yep. My car oh, broke no. down all the way to Geelong and I was like, fuck, they better win. <laughs> um, so they did. So it meant that the long train ride back was fine. Did you have to leave your car on the side of a road? No, no. I called RSCV. I got towed into Geelong. I made friends with the tow truck driver. Is uh, that an expensive situation? No, no, because 
Uh, RSCV, so it was roadside assist. Uh, they cover you for the first 20Ks and you have to pay the difference there. So it was only an extra, like, I think I paid. So normally if you get a tow truck, it's like $200. I think I paid like 70 bucks to get me to Geelong. Not too bad. I mean, still not. Got the phone call from the mechanic. The car is dead. Rest in peace. Yeah. The, the, he's like, you need a new engine. And you're right, this engine will cost more than your car costs. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't buy a new engine. And I was like, okay. Ah, uh, little shitbox. Did okay for a little bit. Car Broke shopping when you don't have a car. Stressful mm. and not ideal because it's expensive. Yep. I did it last year, but Man. I got a great So, our uh, listeners, if anyone's going to sell a car, <laughs> just hit me up on Twitter. Well, your story's making me nervous because my car's got a few issues and it's going in to get serviced when this episode comes out. I feel out. like the only adult here. Why? Oh, no, I got my car serviced, but the, I get, the no, engine I get just my died. car serviced. It's just like a coincidence that my service is due. And I just have a brand new car. <laughs> um, my car was pretty new. I've just had it for ages. Look, I'm gonna, look, I am older than both of you, though, so that helps. Um, I'm inspired. Uh, next paycheck, I'm going to go take out a loan, buy a brand new car, so I can be more like Gemma. Going to buy a brand new car, With buy Swan's a sports plates? car. Going to name it Gary and drive real fast. With Swan's plates? No. Oh, just one more, just a long thing. Um, Tom Stewart yep. has sewn oh, up another All-Australian Guernsey amazing. in round six. and uh, Blitzarves might have too. Blitzarves is coming after Alex Rance's undeserved spot. It will be vacant. Rance should not have happened. Well, he won't this year. You need to play games to get selected. <laughs> yeah, correct. We're not I, laughing at injury. We just hate Rance. I'm laughing at my great joke. Yeah. Uh, Rance, if you're listening, hope your recovery's going well, man. Love the beard. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's look at next week because uh, there's a lot of interesting tips, I feel. And I, after winning last week, last year, uh, I've absolutely cooked it this season. And I'm looking to change that. Dusha, you know what? Uh, you know what's next week, mate? It is the second How Good's Footy Cup of the year. Yeah. Country round, round two. Country game. Yeah, yeah. Or as we call it, How Good's Footy round two. <laughs> we need to make that ladder. Yeah. Well, at the moment, you're on top. Yes. And I'm yet to play, so I've got a little asterisk next to my yeah, 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 ranking on there. So, Does the loser of the How Goods Footy tournament have to eat a loaf of bread on air again? <laughs> not not this, I, not I this ha- game. I would hate I mean, to put you through that again, Tom. No, 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 not this specific game. I mean the three games. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. And I would hate to put you through that again, Tom. Fuck you. 
What? Ow. Man. You know they're top of the ladder, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I we'll also get, know we'll... that the top of the ladder is a very big fall. Okay, let's go first game of the round. Because <laughs> i got something to say about that, actually, but when we get to the game, All right, I'll, sounds I'll get good. there. All right. So, Friday night, Marvel Stadium, Colin would take on Port. This could be a Port. big game. Port. Port. I think the... I think Marvel Stadium will suit Port more than it will suit Collingwood. Yeah. Collingwood will be exhausted from all that traveling they've had to do. <laughs> Fuck, I hate him so much. But I reckon Collingwood will come in and they'll be like, we're Collingwood, we, 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 we're we going to win. And I think Port are going to come in and be like, well, we've got nothing to lose, let's go. Interesting. Two two teams that completely lost the plot in the last quarter. So uh, it will be interesting to see who sticks the game out longer. Yeah, True. I to hope be fair, Port were further in front when they lost Port the plot and probably took the took foot, the foot off the foot pedal of, yeah. more than they lost the plot. But still, two teams that didn't run out a game as well as they probably could have. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. I want, I want Port to win so they I want Port can blame Marvel Stadium. I also also really want Port to win just so I don't have to look at fucking Eddie smile anymore. Yeah, fuck you, Eddie. You oh, no. no. It's the best of worst of no. both worlds. I we forgot. have a happy Eddie Maguire or a happy Koshy. Draw? I hope the ground explodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope just before the game... The presidents are shaking hands and they explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So what happens is just before the game, they're doing warm-ups and like Koshy's walking back and Paddy Ryder just actually steps on him and squishes him. And he's dead. I hate Koshy and Eddie more than I think I hate anyone in the AFL. The worst. Um, Ross Lyon comes in at number three. On the reverse, Scott Lysette. Much better player than I think people gave him credit for. Oh, has, very good. Has let Paddy Ryder get way off the leash, which is great. Yep. It's good. No Robbie Gray. Not that he's been doing a whole lot. No, I think, Sam Gray uh, is the superior Gray this year. Well, and Ebert's been playing that forward Ebert's midfield. Ebert's been playing so good. Do you know what's good? Boak playing, we didn't talk about this, but Boak playing on the midfield is the best. I love Travis Boak so Especially much. for my super coach because he's a forward. Because <laughs> they thought he'd be playing forward this year, so... Yes. All right. So going forward, I'm going to be honest with you listeners. I fucked something up and we lost the end of this episode. So I'm just going to do a quick one man recap, which means you're going to get less arrogance from Tom and less to spot on opinions and facts from Gemma. All right. So Saturday's games, we had Melbourne take on Hawthorne. Um, I'm pretty sure I tipped Hawthorne to win, but Gemma was very strong for Melbourne and I can't remember what Tom said. Then we have GWS take on St. Kilda. We all wanted St. Kilda to win, but I think I'm going to go with GWS. Then at the Gabatoire, we have Brisbane take on Sydney. And this is an important thing to note and something I absolutely do remember from the episode. Gemma tipped Sydney. Despite last time when she appeared, she TC'd against her own club, looked Sean directly in the eyes and tipped Richmond over Sydney. This week, she was like, no, and took a stand. And she has tipped Sydney. Me and Tom looked at each other, nodded and said, okay, we're tipping Brisbane. Saturday night, we had Western Bulldogs take on Richmond. We all tipped Richmond. Western Bulldogs look... A little bit fucked. Then at Hellhole Stadium, we have West Coast take on Gold Coast. Gemma thinks that Gold Coast will win, I think. Look, some of these might be wrong. I'm literally going from memory here. Like I said, I really fucked things up. Hellhole Stadium and Gold Coast are a weird mix. West Coast don't train there anymore. Who really knows what's going to happen? I guess. Oh, man, I wish I could remember what I tipped, but I'm going to go with West Coast. Look, they need to bounce back at some point, especially after Tom's mates pants to them. And then on Sunday, we have Carlton take on North Melbourne, uh, the Basket Case Cup, two teams that are really struggling, but Carlton will lift here and they'll beat North Melbourne. And Gemma and Tom both pointed out that if North Melbourne do beat Carlton, they've beaten Carlton and that isn't the morale boost that they're going to need because like it's Carlton. 
But Carlton, on the other hand, they win. They rise to the occasion. They're going to feel more powerful. So uh, I'm tipping Carlton. Then we have the country round. Essendon take on Geelong. I tip Essendon. Tom tips Geelong. And Gemma refuses to participate in this match, mostly because she doesn't want to reward either of us with the knowledge that she has tipped our team, which took us into the final game of the round, Adelaide take on Fremantle, in which case I say, who cares? Because it's just me, we're not going to do any emails right now, which, look, it's probably for the best because I struggle to read them on the best of days, let alone when I'm just by myself. So be sure to keep sending them in. Uh, You can contact us at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or on Twitter at howgoodsfooty, or you can find us individually. I'm at douche13. Tom is at awkwardtreed. Gemma is at GL Bastiani or play on Radio Melb. And yeah, next week I will try my best not to fuck anything up. And look, go Bombers. (laughs) 